0: I'm Steve Gabriel and I'm thrilled that we have this time together. I pray that God would help you to understand how great He is and how great His plan is for your life. Come on, let's enjoy God together. I want to talk to you today about the gap called unforgiveness. You don't have to, you know, have turned your channel, TV channel on for very long over the last few days and weeks to have seen some of the horrors play out around the world that we may say shock us but they should not shock us. Racism in all of its forms, prejudice in all of its evil, hatred in a way that confronts us and makes us feel uncomfortable. And all of that that we are seeing around the world brings us to ask questions about the gaps inside our own world. And I know that for many of us, going on a journey with God, a journey that we need to, to say, God, are there any gaps in my life? Are there any gaps in my life of prejudice? Are there any gaps in my life of indifference? Are there any gaps, God, that you need me to close? And because of all that we're seeing and hearing, I can guarantee you that there are going to be some gaps in our life called unforgiveness. It's hard, isn't it, to learn how to forgive those that we actually don't feel like forgiving. We don't want to forgive. And yet we follow a Christ. We follow a message that tells us that we are to forgive others as we have been forgiven. We all have unforgiveness in our lives. We have it towards our brother, our sister, maybe our spouse, maybe even our children. There is unforgiveness from our past, there is unforgiveness in our present, it is everywhere and we therefore have to learn how to close that gap and today I pray something I say will help you maybe find the gap of unforgiveness and then close the gap because I believe in that gap God wants to do something very profound and very beautiful in your life even beginning today. You know, I think one of the mistakes is that we've made uh, the forgiveness and giving of our forgiveness this big event, right? We think, well, if I'm going to forgive you, that's a big deal for me to forgive you. If I'm going to forgive you for the way you betrayed me or the way you hurt me, the way you spoke about me, the way you treated me, then I'm going to make that an event. The problem is when we make forgiveness an event then it needs an audience, it needs a stage, it needs a judge, it needs a jury, it needs an outcome, it needs a sentence and it needs a punishment. And therefore we place ourselves on the stage of this forgiveness and we want it to fully play out in order for us to give and warrant someone being forgiven. And yet Christ did not model that forgiveness was a one-off event. Christ modeled that forgiveness was a flow. Forgiveness is supposed to be part of our daily walk with Him and that changes everything about how we view forgiveness. And therefore when we treat forgiveness like an event, we have lots of gaps in our life where we are yet willing to give forgiveness, big unforgiveness gaps where the enemy gets so busy. When we give him the room of unforgiveness in our life, he gets busy building a dam to stop the flow of all the things that God knows only can come when we live from a place of forgiving. Let me remind you, the disciples asked the question in Matthew 18, 21. They came to Jesus because they also wanted forgiveness to be an event that happens just a few times in our life. It would be so much easier, right, if we only had to forgive a certain amount. And so one of the disciples comes to Jesus and Peter gets up the nerve and he says to Jesus, how many times do I forgive a brother or a sister who hurts me? Seven? I think he's thinking he's being really generous by saying, suggesting seven and I think we can laugh at what he's asking but how many times in our lives are we like well I've forgiven one person for that once, I'm not sure I can do it again. Jesus' reply puts him right in his place and he says seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. Jesus is saying, Peter, forgiveness is a flow. You don't get to count on one hand or on two hands how many times you forgive. You have to live with this flow of forgiveness flowing from you and through you. It tells us, doesn't it, in Matthew 6, verse 9, it tells us that the way that we should pray, the way that we should come to God on a regular daily basis is by saying, give us today our daily bread. And the very next line of that prayer is, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors it goes on in that prayer to say for if you forgive other people when they sin against you your Heavenly Father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others their sins your Father will not forgive you your sins. See forgiveness is a flow and you can either block the flow or increase the flow and so all of us in our lives have to ask ourselves the question, where has forgiveness stopped flowing? Where has it become blocked by an offence or an issue? Where have I allowed unforgiveness to become a gap in my life and in my relationships? Just think about Jesus, he walked around with a flow of forgiveness and he didn't ask permission mission when he forgave the woman who was sleeping with several other men he didn't think for a moment wait a minute I better go find the wife of that man I better go find the other half of this relationship and ask them if it's okay that I forgive her he didn't go around asking everybody are you all cool if I forgive the guy that stole from you the tax collector that added to what he was collecting from you Jesus didn't say to people are you okay with me forgiving the Or the one that said hateful things, or the one that's shown prejudice. Jesus walked around allowing forgiveness to flow from him and through him. Why? Because he knew God is the judge. God sits on the throne. God is the one that separates right from wrong. God is the one that we answer to, all of us ultimately. And Jesus knew my job is to let forgiveness flow so that I can get on with the ministry that I am called to do. Jesus himself. Think about it, could have allowed gaps of unforgiveness so many times in his life. He could have allowed gaps of unforgiveness when those that he healed said crucify him when those that he taught and loved turned their backs on him, when the one that he had invested and entrusted him, Judas for so long was about to betray him, when Peter, the one he was going to build the church on, he knew was going to deny him in the moment when he needed him most, when his disciples were falling asleep, when he said, can you not even pray with me? Jesus lived this life that did not create a gap. He didn't push Judas away knowing he was going to betray him. He didn't say, Peter, you." hang out with me because you are going to deny me. Jesus let forgiveness flow and there was never a gap. There was never a gap in his relationship. There was never a gap in his attitude. He was a walking example of how he would not allow unforgiveness to become the blockage to his ministry towards us. So if that is our example, church, we've got some work to do. We've got to address the areas where we know we have unforgiveness in our hearts and in our lives where we know we've allowed it to build a wall between us and the people around us. Forgiving someone does not mean that you might be back in their world in the way you were before. Forgiving someone doesn't mean that what someone did was not wrong or was not unjust. Forgiving someone is realizing that you are not the judge, you are not the jury, and forgiveness is not a show, it is a flow. So let me help you today with identifying where that gap of unforgiveness can begin in all of our lives. You know, um, when we moved into our home we began to realize that there were some cracks that were appearing in the walls. Maybe you have seen those in your own home, cracks that are in the wall and you can walk past one and ignore it. You can walk past two and ignore it. But after a while you have to ask yourself the question, why are those cracks there? And actually you've got to ask the question, are those cracks actually to do with something greater that is happening? That's how the unforgiveness gap begins. It begins with a crack. It begins with the offence, it begins with the pain, it begins with the comment, it begins with feeling like you have been treated or spoken to wrongly, it's just a crack, it's just a crack in the wall of your heart, it's just a crack in the wall of your life but the longer you leave the crack the more sinister it becomes for the crack begins to widen into a gap and the enemy has every single vested interest in adding to that crack pressure, in adding to that crack more things that will cause it to separate and divide, more offensive statements, more comments that justify you being entrenched in the place of not forgiving. He wants you to ignore the crack to the point where you don't even realize it is doing structural damage to your soul. It is robbing from your future, it is going to bring something down upon your life that God never intended to come down upon your life and so unforgiveness begins with just a small crack. That's why the Bible tells us that we have to be quick to forgive. It tells us that we have to be those ones in Colossians 3 that are quick to forgive an offence. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Quick to forgive is saying deal with the crack now. Some of you have got a huge gap in your marriage but it didn't begin there. It began with the crack of disappointment. Maybe the crack of a betrayal that happened between you, maybe there was a dishonesty, maybe something happened and that crack was ignored to the point where the gap got wider and wider and now there is a chasm between you, it feels like you will never bridge the gap that has actually been put inside your marriage or your relationship, the gap of unforgiveness but I want to let you know today that God can do His finest work when we say to Him, I want this gap to be closed. So what we have to look out for the small things, the small foxes that ruin the vine. And then if we don't deal with the crack, then the gap gets wider and the gap becomes the trap. It begins to ensnare us. It begins to take us hostage. We are now the prisoner of the thing that actually we said we didn't end want any more in our life. The offense has so got a hold of us that we live as the offended one. Mark 11 talks about the parable of the unmerciful servant, the one that was forgiven much, but then he went away and he would not forgive someone of a lesser sin. And the Bible tells us that became his trap. It became the thing that ensnared his life. And if you allow unforgiveness to go from that small crack to that widening gap, it will trap you. It will keep you small, it will trap your confession, it will trap your thinking, it will begin to narrow your life, your relationships and eventually that trap will hold you back. That's the gap of unforgiveness. It holds you back. You can't find a way back across into community. You can't find a way back across into that place of peace and harmony. You can't find a way back into that place where you feel the flourishing of your soul. Why? Because forgiveness is a flow and unforgiveness is a trap. So today, church, I want us to free ourselves. I want you to think really deeply. I want you to be honest with yourself. I've spent all these last weeks looking at my life saying, God, where is there still a gap that you need to come and help me fill? Where has my forgiveness stopped flowing? Where has it turned from a flow to just a dribble in my life? Where, God, does it need to actually burst the banks of the dams in my life that the devil has built because of offences and unforgiveness? We might think we have some small gaps. Start there. Don't let it get any bigger. So let me help you today. Close the gap. There's many stories I could take you to. Stories of forgiveness in the Bible. Stories of those that had to face the one that offended them, that hurt them. From Joseph with his brothers. From those that left him for dead. From other stories in the Bible where we can see the torment of David after his failings with Bathsheba with the murder that was on his hands from Paul, the persecutor that God chose to use as the one that would change the church. I and mean, God's forgiveness flow goes to people we would never ever give it to. That's why there's work to be done, church. But I want to look at a story that's a parable. It's a picture story and a picture maybe you'll find yourself in today. It's in Luke 15. It's the story of the prodigal, but it's not just the story of one son. It's the story of two sons and one father, two brothers and an issue that caused a gap. The younger son, we know the story, decided that he was going to leave home. But he didn't just leave home in a good place. He left home with arrogance and pride. He left home wrecking a relationship, causing harm to his family. He left home saying that he didn't want to be a part of what they were all a part of, thinking that somehow he knew better and would go away and find better. And as he left, the gap began. There was a crack in the relationship and he moved away and when he moved away, he didn't just move away physically, he moved away emotionally. He moved away from his brother in a way where they were close and now they were not close any longer. He moved away from his father. And the prodigal is a story of one that finds himself in a place where he's destitute and another that finds himself in a place where he is so disappointed in the brother that he feels has hurt and offended the family. So I want us to look at the story because both needed to close a gap. Both of those brothers needed to both run to the Father. The Father who had a flow of forgiveness. And so first of all, I wanna talk about the first place that maybe you need to express forgiveness. And today maybe you need to forgive yourself. Seems a strange place to start, right? All those other people that we need to forgive, but the truth is that unless we know how to forgive ourselves, unless we know how to accept that forgiveness from God that we do not deserve, that we cannot earn, but receive it, then we'll never be a great person that God can allow his forgiveness to flow through for what we can't receive internally to our hearts and our souls. We can't give out externally to other hearts and other souls. So maybe today you're like the prodigal. You made a mistake, you let your pride get in the way. Maybe you were the one that was the adulterer, the blasphemer, maybe you were the abuser, maybe you were the one that has misused an opportunity extended to you. Maybe you've said things that you regret, maybe you feel you've hurt people that you loved at one point and now you don't know how you'll ever get back. Well, the prodigal made it back. And I want you to know today, you can make it back. There's a gap that God's gonna help you close. So let me take you to how you close the gap and you forgive yourself if you find yourself today as a prodigal. It says the prodigal found himself in Luke 15. He left his bags, he was undisciplined, he was dissipated, he wasted everything. And after he'd gone through all his money, there was a famine, he finds himself eating in the pig pen. And then it says this, all of a sudden that brought him to his senses. I want to say the first thing you have to do if you're going to forgive yourself, you've got to come to your senses you got to come to your senses because the enemy is a liar and he is lying to you to keep you in the gap that unforgiveness has formed towards yourself, towards your father, towards your brother. He is lying to you. Shame will steal your future. He will lie to you and say you are not worthy of forgiveness. He will tell you that you are not worth the actual price that Christ paid for you. He'll tell you that there's nobody wants you around. Shame will tell you to stay in that place where your sin has put you and I'm telling you there came a point where that prodigal had to realize I have to come to my senses. This is not the truth. It is not true that I cannot be forgiven. It is not true that the, that the blood of Jesus is not enough for me. It is not true that my mistakes will define me for the rest of my life today. You got to close the gap that the enemy wants to open up and today I pray some of you will come to your senses and you'll tell shame to shut up and you'll listen to your. And you'll realize that your best days are ahead and that God is there with open arms to forgive you if you will only allow yourself to forgive yourself. Come to your senses. Secondly, he had to leave the trough because he had a seat at the table. He was eating in a trough, eating the pig's food. And you know, our sin and our shame will place us in a position and a posture that God never intended for your life. God does not look at you and say, you deserve the trough. God looks at you and says, I have a seat at the table and you got to get out of the trough of self-pity. You've got to get out of the trough of feeling a disappointment and you've got to get back to the table of relationship and back to the table of restoration. If you want to forgive yourself, you've got to come to your senses and you've got to leave the trough and say, I'm not going to eat here anymore. I'm not going to dwell on this anymore. This will not be my future. And thirdly, it says that he begins to realize, I'm going to go home. I'm not going to, I'm going to stay in the trough. The, the people that served my father at home have better than this. And then he says, he begins to rehearse a speech. He begins to say, I'm going to go back and this is what I'll say. I'll say, I don't deserve to be called your son. I'll say, take me on as a hired hand. I'll say, you know, I'm so, you know, I've got this all wrong. I don't deserve this kind of welcome. He had a speech rehearsed. And I want to say to you today that if you are the prodigal son, stop rehearsing and start running because he gets towards where his home is and as soon as the father sees him, he is running towards him. And this is what it says, it says, the son starts his speech and it says the father wasn't even listening because he was shouting go get a set of clothes go bring the ring he did not care about his well-rehearsed speech and some of us we don't forgive ourselves and we don't re-enter our future because we're trying to get it word perfect we're trying to say all the right things to impress all those people who we feel we hurt we're trying to come together with this polished performance and today I want you to know that God's saying to you stop rehearsing your re-entrance and Just run home to the Father. He has already forgiven you. So today, maybe you are the prodigal. You need to close the gap of unforgiveness towards yourself. Come to your senses today. Stop eating in that pit that the enemy wants you to eat from. And now begin to stop rehearsing your perfect re-entrance because there is none and run to the Father. Maybe you're not the prodigal. Maybe you're the brother. Because there's two parts of this story. See, this gap got closed. This gap between the prodigal and the father was one that God accelerated something beautiful in. But the gap between the brother and the brother did not get closed. And therefore we have to ask the question, where is that gap in my life? Where am I not allowing God to close the gap between me me and my brother, me and the one that offended me, me and my sister, me and the one that hurt me, me and my spouse, me and my child. See, it's hard, isn't it, to forgive that person that did that thing to you. It's hard to let it go when you feel there's so many other things that should be said first. And as the brother came home, the older brother inquires and says what's all the fuss about? He's told and informed, your brother's home, there's a party and it says as he hears it, he is angry and he begins to walk away. You want to close the gap between you and your brother? I have to let you know today, you're going to have to fire your feelings. You can't let them lead you anymore. You can't let your feelings anymore be the determining factor of whether you will forgive. You may never feel like forgiving, that's the truth. You may never feel it's the right time and they've done enough to be forgiven. Your feelings will keep you a prisoner today. They will keep you at a distance from your future. You have to realize like that brother, he allowed his anger to take him in the wrong direction. Today, I pray that you will realize that God loves you, that he is for you and he does not need you to do his job for him. Today you've got to let it go and let God take control. You can only close the gap of unforgiveness if you refuse to follow your feelings. Secondly, the father comes to the older brother and he says, listen to me. You want to close the gap of unforgiveness? You've got to listen to the father you got to listen to the one from whom all forgiveness flows. you got to listen to His Word. you got to listen to His way of doing life. You can't listen to the other offended person. You can't listen to the news media. You can't even listen to the people around you that profess to have all the answers for the situation you're facing. There's only one that is the way, the truth and the life today and you got to listen to Him. And His Word says, forgive. His Word says, let it go. His Word says, trust me. His word says, says that I am the one through all justice, grace and mercy flows. He is a righteous God and that brother would not listen to the Father and therefore he kept his own counsel and his own counsel kept the gap widened. So today you close the gap by stopping following your feelings, you close the gap by listening to the Father and thirdly, you close the gap when you decide it doesn't matter about being fair, it just matters about being free. See, the brother said, what about me? I've been here all this time. You never threw me a party, never celebrated me, never killed the fatted car for me. It's not fair. And I want you to know today, the enemy does a lot of damage in that arena called fair. We just want it to be fair. We just want it to be equal. We just want it to look like they got what they deserve. And if you are living for your moment of fair, then you will miss so many moments of freedom. God's not asking you to settle for fair. He's asking you to embrace free. See, the father's like, son, you always had me. Son, I was always here to celebrate you. son. everything I have is yours today. The celebration is not about fair. The celebration is about your brother is found. The celebration is not about who has what. The celebration is that we are reunited. We missed the whole point of the power of forgiveness when we make it about fair. Forgiveness is not settling for for fair. Forgiveness is setting yourself free. Today, my prayer is, wherever this finds you, church, that you will be bold enough and brave enough to face the gap called unforgiveness. Whether it is years and years and years back in your past, I don't care how far back you have to go today, God's acceleration place can be in your gap. He can accelerate healing that has been years in the waiting. He can accelerate some things into your future that you have been putting on hold because of the dam the enemy has built in your life to block this flow. Today I pray that we would close the gap of unforgiveness, that we would get on our knees if we need to, that we would come before God with a broken heart if we need to, that we would leave the trough that the enemy has told us we only deserve, that we would shake off the shame of the unforgiveness that we have lived with for so long, that we would break the silence that the enemy wants us to live in with the truth of God's Word over us. Today I pray that you, like those two boys would identify the gap. I pray that in identifying the gap you would realize there was one person in both of those boys narrative that wanted to close that gap. All they had to do was run to him. All they had to do was listen to him and in his presence the gap would be reduced and finally it would be closed. That was the Father. The Father today is there right now for you. And he is saying, let me help you close this gap of unforgiveness. Hey, thank you so much for watching. We pray to God that you've been impacted by how great God's word is, by how great God's plan is for your life. But I do wanna say, if you need prayer for anything, then drop us a line, drop us an email. We would love to hear from you so that we can pray for you and just continue on this journey of building life together. Have a great week, month, year ahead.